0: Welcome to Stars and Roses, the podcast that recaps The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise through the lens of astrology and the Zodiac. I'm your host, Hannah Piper Burns, and I can't wait to give you the celestial lowdown on everyone's favorite reality TV dating shows. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, and welcome to Stars and Roses. I'm Hannah Piper Burns, and I'm the metaphysical anthropologist of Bachelor Nation. First, I want to apologize for this episode being a little later than usual this week. I was getting over a gut thing, and it wasn't cute, but uh, we soldier on, and I'm really happy to be here to talk about week three, but before we dive into all of these dates and all of the drama, I want to say a quick congratulations to Ari Leyendyk Jr. and Lauren Burnham for the birth of their daughter, Alessi Leyendyk. So yeah, they went and had themselves a Gemini. No comment. (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of Gemini season, actually, and speaking of Gemini-tastic behavior, In case you missed it, Tyler Tyler G is off the show. Hannah mentioned it for about 20 seconds, expressed her regret, gave us no information. I did some research. There's some rumors flying around that he was kicked off because past behavior towards women surfaced that was deeply troubling. I don't know if that's the case, and he certainly seems to be on... Good terms with other male contestants of this season, um, at least by Instagram commenting metrics, they all seem to be uh, on good terms. So that's quite the yeah, quite the Gemini tastic scandal. I have always said that Tyler was a dark horse, and Gemini's are uh, known to keep you on your toes, and he delivered. So yeah, we've we've got our first kind of. Well, I guess our second kind of uh, extra ceremonial elimination, if you count Scott, night one, who was sent home for having a girlfriend. Anyway, um, welcome to week three. We've got the same structure as last week, where we have these two group dates that sandwich a solo date. And I just want to say, in it's no, there's no doubt in my mind that date two this week was the B-Squad and that she demoted Luke P to the B-Squad, at least temporarily, but that also, if I had a choice, I would definitely prefer to be on that second date for so many reasons, not least of which is I would much rather hang out with any of those animals, including the fucking snake, than Jason Biggs. No offense to Jenny Mullen, not my fave celebrity guest couple. I think Jason Biggs fucking... Socks. Let the record show. But here we are. I ran their charts just for funsies, though, and found out some really interesting stuff, namely that they have, <clears throat> excuse me, similar to me and my partner, actually, they have a lot of semi-sextal um, <laughs> synastry and a lot of conjunctions and a lot of squares. And I'll go into synastry again in depth when we get down to less dudes because we still have like such a long way to go. Um but I got into a little bit last season. So if you go back to my episode all squared up from last season, I go into some of the major aspects which t- it speaks to the geometry, the geometrical relationships between planets in your chart or between the planets in your chart and someone else's charts at the time of your birth. So, a lot of this, some of it can be determined by elements and modalities. So, we've got fire, air, earth, and water, and we've got cardinal fixed and mutable signs. So, Jenny Mullen is a Gemini Sun, Leo Moon, Gemini Mercury, Taurus Venus, Taurus Mars. Jason Biggs is a Taurus sun, Cancer moon, Aries Mercury, Gemini Venus, and Leo Mars. That's a lot of Gemini. It's a lot of Leo. It's a lot of Taurus. Gemini's a mutable sign. Leo and Taurus are fixed signs. And uh, Aries is a cardinal sign. And I don't want to say Cancer is too, interestingly enough. Uh, that Those Gemini and Leo placements in both of their cases do kind of speak to, like, comedian, professional comedian in the sense that it's, like, uh, making your living off of performing in front of people and off of material you've written <laughs> uh, in broad strokes. Um, but moving on, I think that, emph- like, in general, I think the emphasis on procreation this season is particularly disturbing, Um, not just because of the Alabama elephant in the room or maybe like because of the Alabama element in the room, but also because I'm starting to see as I spend more time on Bachelor Nation Instagram that past contestants, and I don't want to single anybody out because I'm sure everybody does it and everybody needs to make a living Uh, But they're using their children, who are often infants, not always, but very young, to sell products. And so it feels, yeah, it feels like, you know, their progeny are props in their, like, influencer campaigns. And it's dark. It feels like we're, and, and combined with, like, the public sex element that I talked about a lot last season in terms of Colton's virginity and, like, Want You know, kind of going back to these medieval rituals where they'd like, you know, try to listen at the door and check the sheets and you'd sort of have this uh, obligation to the state and the families to consummate. We're seeing all of that start to play out in in capitalism and, and in the kind of 4D element of the show, the social media aspect in really dark, disturbing ways. Is all I want to say. However, I love, love that this was basically like an elaborate opportunity to taste all these bros. (laughs) And the date was also interestingly kind of a melange of elements of past bachelorette dates. Specifically, I'm thinking of Caitlin's season where she made the guys do like a sex ed class with real children. And uh, this like weird relay race, wedding prep relay race hosted by Ashton Kucher and Mila Kunis on Rachel season that had a component that with a baby, fake baby. Um, Hannah is in yet another pastel moto jacket, and. You know, I really started feeling her connection in this date with Tyler and Jed. Though, again, Jed does literally nothing to get my blood pumping whatsoever. But, again, I have to say, the real star was John Paul Jones. And you want to know why I love John Paul Jones? Because he steals the show without stealing it from anyone else. And that is a very elegant maneuver. And I I just uh, give me more. Give me more, give me more, give me more. Please send him to Mexico for the love of Christ. He's going to get so sunburned. Um chicken nuggets were big this episode, weren't they? They're like basically a currency now. Um and you got to wonder how much of it is trolling at this point. Like, are the producers just trying to Easter, I guess, so that we respond to like the overwhelming amount of chicken nuggets that are out in any given night for eating and toasting and throwing at one another. I don't know. Um, Be that as it may, uh, I think Hannah is allergic a little bit to being the bachelorette because she ends up going to the hospital to get some fluids. Um, actually though, after seeing her second group date and her like, just being a boundary warrior, uh, I, maybe she should get an IV every week, you know? Um, just keep the, just give it saline and some B vitamins and we're going to get through this. Um, yeah, it's, it's too bad actually that Luke got bumped to the B squad date because I really would have loved to see his abdomen get some volts put through it. But after watching her, uh, on this date, you know, I'm one over. Unless for now, I think she's. I think she's got it back on track. Um, I just love this. Da- What's not to love about this date? You know, we've got cute animals. We've got Detective Demi, surveillance girl boss, back in action. She's hiring actors. Uh, there's extended metaphor. about men being dogs. Um, yeah. It was a great time. Good times were had by all. And of course, between those group dates, she went to the hospital and then had a at a hotel room recovery date with Connor S., who I've been calling Keanu <laughs> because, I don't know, like I said, it gives me a Keanu vibe and... Like, whoa. And <laughs> he feels more like a Conor than a Connor. Or it was like, yeah, that was the joke. At first, I thought his name only had one N in it. I was wrong. But I was like, that's a weird way to spell your name. It sounds like Konor. And then it was like, oh, and he's such a Keanu. He's a Ke- He's a Kean- Keonor. Anyway, I thought it was funny that uh, they were going to go sailing because his last name is Saley and his Instagram handle is like Con Sail Away," like the song, um, which I think is actually about alien abduction. But don't quote me. I wish there are, actually, there are a couple guys whose astrology I really wish we could talk about, but I don't know their birthdays yet. I have reached out to both of them. Obviously, they're Mike J, who, okay, I was a little, as you know, not super spun on Mike J for his entrance, but he has really deeply won me over like i'm i'm sold and i feel like he would be a great bachelor i'm just throwing it out there i also think maybe they'll send him and cam both to paradise which would suck um i want to talk well i want to talk really quick about the dynamics between and cam and also jonathan and cam because it should be said that you know i think it's a really fucked up part of the show that they put mike and jonathan in this position where they're being baited by producers and cam and i think cam is also being baited to get under their skin and you know I think there's a racial undertone especially you see it later when Jonathan put his hands on Cam and then Cam the way Cam talks about it like I just think it's really fucked up to put Mike and Jonathan in that position in the first place and I also think it needs to be said that in case you didn't know we've seen it like play out over many seasons in different shades of this Fucked upness and like different flavors of this fucked upness like it happened on Rachel's season and it happened on Becca's season and it happened on Ben Higgins season and it happened on Nick Vile's season and I could probably go on those are just like what I can think of off the top of my head Um, but yeah say, suffice to say like this show is not super safe for black people the same way that it is like safe for white people and i thought it was also really telling that during winter games which was a awesomely weird spin-off time to coincide with the winter olympics that was sort of like the winter version of bachelor in paradise you know except with international bachelor contestants you have Bachelor contestants from literally all over the world and basically all of the black contestants got voted off the first week and then within the first three weeks all of them were gone and that was a bummer you know um the Bachelor has a problem but I think Mike being the Bachelor if they didn't if they played it right which I don't know if I I give them credit to do but I think he would be a great bachelor. That's all I want to say. Um, Anyway. um, I really also wish we could talk about Luke S. Yes. Luke S. Luke Stone. Um, Because he, like Tanner Tolbert in... Caitlyn's season and then on Bachelor in Paradise has sort of become the audience surrogate. He's become the narrator, especially this past episode, and I think we're going to see it continue. And yeah, I would really like to know his astrology because that is a good sign that he's going to Paradise as well. And I think it's really interesting that they're sort of choosing him to do, you know, that his ITMs are sort of driving the response, the the Greek chorus that is the, the bachelor's proper. And I think it's interesting. And I think it's kind of nice that with the exception of these outliers who seem to be like oompa looping off one by one, that the guys are kind of on the same page and like, they know what's like healthy and unhealthy expressions of things like being bold so good for all of them um the people i would like to talk about the the gents that did rise to po- prominence are uh obviously kionor <laughs> who got a rose he got sent home from that like hotel recovery date without a rose but she was so taken and swept away by his little thoughtful gesture of tucking that little scavenger hunt notes which like took zero time uh way to go my guy he's also the one i i gotta say again that showed up at after the final rose with a step stool. like he's he he's got a good head on his shoulders he's always thinking ahead Mm. but she was so taken she uh called a car for him and made him go listen to some musician nobody knows about. Connor has a Leo moon and the rest of his personal planets are in Capricorn. I thought Jed was Capricorn. I was wrong. Kionor, you take the cake. Um, so what do we, what, what does that tell us about him? I mean, that Leo moon says much, right? And it, in general, I think it paints a picture of someone who has a lot of self-control, a lot of discipline, who's like loyal, but is also kind of flamboyant, has a lust for life, like an appreciation of the finer things, might be kind of a natural leader, might have a, in in their best expression, might be very patient and dependable, and I think we're seeing Definitely seeing Connor at his best. And if you check out Connor's Instagram, like that's a Leo Moon Instagram. It's like him shirtless, traveling the world, flying jets. That's right, Peter. We'll get to you next. But you're not the only one who could fly a fucking plane, my dude. Mm. Now that, oh, wouldn't that be great? Sidebar, if Connor and Peter were the last two left and they had some sort of plane off <laughs> for her heart. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the other thing about Connor is that if things don't go his way, he could get really cold, really distant, and really judgmental. And we've seen in the preview, and I guess like the fence jump, we're going to see this I had sex and Jesus still loves me moment over and over again. And, And it'll just take all the frisson out of it when it finally comes to pass. But, you know, maybe it's him that she's responding to. Maybe he's he's gone over to that shadow Capricorn side and is being very cold with her. And she's responding to that. Who knows? Maybe I'm totally wrong. Um, by contrast, Peter, who got the second group date rose... Despite, and talk about cutting through the noise, I mean, Luke P just, both Cam and Luke P just really showing their full fucking asses this week, Um, but Peter hung in there, and he's clearly also going far. We heard her refer to him as her boyfriend in the preview, so... He has a Leo Sun, he has a Leo Mercury, he has a Leo Mars, he has a Gemini Venus, and a moon in either Libra or Scorpio. My guess is Libra. That's my prediction. Can you say sunny disposition? My god, like, good with people. That's what this these placements say to me. I also, sorry, I'm scratching my nose, oh. I just want to say it's really fascinating. We again have this sun conjunct mercury. And again, I think a lot of these contestants that are rising to the top, the wheat that's being separated from the chaff, so to speak, uh, although we do have a long ways to go, um, we're seeing a lot of stelliums. We're seeing a lot of planets in the same signs. And I'm wondering if that speaks to a sort of like strong personality. And I think Sun conjunct Mercury, like that's a strong personality. And that's good for a structure like this. It's good when someone's trying to get to know somebody in a compressed amount of time, if you uh happen to, to have that trait. Um these placements also point to a playful spirit. Somebody who maybe like hates tedium. That makes a lot of sense if you're a pilot. You just like want to be in a different place all the time. Want want to be able to get up and go if things get boring where you are. It speaks to somebody who's, like, maybe lighthearted, who's, like, a social butterfly and dynamic and, like, really sees themselves as the hero of this story, of their story. And, you know, that could be lovely and take him really far. Again, they're both – they've got a lot of air sign for air sign there with the Libra and the Gemini. And... Um, They can banter. They seem to have a really good rapport. But we'll see if, you know, when things start getting really real and when things start getting really hard, I don't know. We'll see if he can buckle down, so to speak, and go the distance. We had a lot of people with Leo placements self-eliminating last season, and maybe he's the one that makes her freak out about jesus still loving her because he can't handle it um because he's not the only uh he's not the alpha who can say other highlights of this episode just tyler c in general i mean we'll start with the pink jacket which was just this like salmon dusty rose it was perfect I think Dylan maybe borrowed it for the second date. If not, nice job. Both gentlemen looked great on you. Rocking the pink. Tyler is, I just know it. He's cruising far. I mean, I'm talking Final Four. He's gonna just put his arm behind his head and wake up back in Jupiter, Florida, introducing Hannah to his parents. He's got this in the fucking bag. He literally said, I'm a chiller. He's the McConaughey. What can I say? They're going to be playing bongos naked back on his boat in no time. I thought I actually I I also really loved what he said to her, which I've not sure I've heard a guy say specifically to her or to a to a contestant to a, the bachelorette. Which is basically like, "I know you're going to do great things." I'm along for the ride. I'm here to support your dreams. I'm here to be your arm candy. Like, that's... Oh, I just loved that, actually. I thought that was real, real cute. And that it's okay he doesn't have any idea what pregnancy is like or entails or understand the biology behind it. Like, he can learn. He can learn. Um, other highlights. Well... Good riddance to bad rubbish, Cam. I loved that your sob story included an amputated limb, a dead grandma, and a rehomed puppy. And it's like, dude, this is the this is what you do on the one-on-one. You know what I mean? Like the you just wait for the one on one. This is the conversation you have in the one on one. It's not a it's not what you have at a tailgate party. And I actually don't feel like you have to have watched the show to know that. But, you know, maybe that's just me. So, I don't think we are leaving the country yet. We may yet, unless we're going to Boston next week. Who knows? Until then, if you have any information about Luke Stone or Mike Johnson's birth date and place, please, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me at Roses underscore podcast on Instagram. Until next week, thank you so much for being on this journey with me, and I can't wait to see where it goes.